Welcome to Free Life Chapel, where we help you discover and live the free life in Christ. My name is Kayla, and we are so excited that you decided to tune in with us today. Believe me when I say you're in for a treat. But first, go ahead, check out our website at freelifechapel.org. So that way you can learn a little bit more about who we are, what we do, why we do it, and how you can be a part. And because you're tuning in right now, that means you're already a family. And here at Free Life Chapel, we love connecting with family. So if you're ever in the Central Florida area, go ahead, come on by, so that way we can connect with you in person. But like I said earlier, you are in for a treat. So stay tuned, and we hope that you enjoy this message. Back again, hello. So um, you have you have amazing leaders in your church. Let's give your pastors a big round of applause. You are the real deal. So um, last year, after the church service, I asked Pastor Scott, is there any books? They are really good. So he sent me some books, actually. And I copied a message from you. Do you know copyright means I copy everything right? <laughs> so I did the awesome job, and I did something about, about God and the culture. And that message went to the roof. I have more than 400,000 clicks because of your copyright things. Thank you so much for giving me the best. So, uh, I think um, it's so good to be in the house of the Lord because I really do believe that God will do awesome things. So, I hope you are able to understand my English. It's English. It's not speaking in tongues. No, it's English. It's more like European English. Yo, yo, it's more like this. Very, very cool. So, we love actually this area of Lakeland and Orlando. We have been here, I don't know, maybe 10 times at least because we were here every year for the Disney. We bought a 10 days Disney park tickets. Is everyone here, you bought a 10 days ticket park? It's insane. <laughs> My kids, they loved it for us. It was like too many people. I mean, yeah. So I wanna to speak today about, uh, about miracles. I really do believe we have a God of signs and miracles, right? Is anyone here in this building say, Pastor Leo, I need a miracle? Hands up. Online, hands up. Yeah, oh, a lot of people. That means if you don't have a problem, God cannot perform a miracle, right? But we have a miracle working God on our side, a star breathing God. The Bible says if you're believing in God, it's not I chasing signs and miracles. No, signs and miracles will chase after you. That means if you believe in God, miracles are total normal. So, but a lot of people, they struggle in terms of miracles, you say. You need faith. Without faith, it's impossible to receive a miracle. But in the natural way, I want to tell you, you have more faith than you can ever imagine or dream. I want to share two examples. The way how you drive the car in Lakeland. <laughs> Sorry, that's not normal. In the end of the evening, you are still alive. That's a miracle. You are a miracle Lakeland people. The second thing, when I go in America to a restroom, there is a sign. Employees, please watch hands before returning to work. Have you ever read that? So no one of us will ever go to a restaurant and ask, hey, before I order the food, I have a question. Has your team, everyone, washed their hands before? No, you believe it. 
It means in the natural way we believe in a lot of things in a very, very high level. But when it comes to spiritual matters, we very often struggle actually. So the Bible says to receive a miracle, it requires a master seed. So a master seed is a picture, is so super small, like, like in the French language, petit small. In Italy, piccolo. In America, gigantic small. It's so small, the Bible says just a little bit is enough and you will receive a miracle. So that means you are qualified right now to receive a miracle with God Almighty. Amen? So... I want to share a story about, about Jesus. He had a very close friend. His friend is Lazarus. A close friend. So Lazarus died. Not good news. And he was dead for four days. So Jesus came too late. And he was already buried. And Jesus speaks one word after four days. And he becomes alive. So in that story, there are four levels of faith actually included. And there are four persons. I'm going to step by step to all the four persons. Are you ready? The first person was a woman. And she had actually a disbelief. You know, disbelief, it's not something that God has given to you. A disbelief is because you experience something with God and you're super disappointed. So I'm a pastor of a big church, and I know there's a lot of people that have a lot of faith, but they experience sometimes things, they don't get it, and they say, Pastor Leo, why in the world? I ask God for help. And check out what these sisters are saying in John chapter 11, verse 3 to 6. So the sisters sent the word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more Days. This is insane. If my friends have a problem, I drop work immediately. And I run like Speedy Gonzalez. But Jesus is doing nothing. He chills the rabbit. Have you ever asked Jesus, Jesus help me for my family? I need God, I need a miracle at my workplace, in my church, in my ministry, in my worship team. God, I need you. You poured out your heart so crazy. And Jesus is doing nothing. Have you ever experienced things like that? And after a while, you're so disappointed and you say, I don't get it. Why God is doing what he's doing. And disbelief is the only thing that God cannot perform a miracle. So I want to share a story with you guys. We had two families in our church, and I want to be really honest about the tension about miracle because I'm going to lay down a foundation. So one family, the mom had cancer, and the doctor said, you will not survive. So that people, they start praying like crazy, fasting, and the whole church, we were praying. And through a miracle, God performed a miracle. She is still alive. For that family, it's a praise report, right? They will say, God is a healer. But the other family in our church, the mom had cancer too. They prayed too. We fasted too. And unfortunately, she passed away. Here is a praise report. And here is not a praise report. So that family left the church. 
said, God is a fairy tale and the Bible is just a book. So I was in the tension between a praise report and people leaving. So I said to God, I cannot handle this tension, so give me a word. So I'll give you a little bit of background about the Irish uh, revival in Europe. So the Irish monk priests, they came to Europe and they built a house of miracles. This is a house of miracles. They copied that song actually from the Irish people. So when you had a problem, you went to the Irish priest and they prayed for you. And very often God performed a healing immediately. So if you doesn't receive the miracles, they will say, I don't know what's happened, but come back in two weeks, I will fast and pray for you. So you came back after two weeks and he prayed again. And very, very often God performed a healing immediately. And we love when God heals immediately. Immediately means like fast. I love fast, fast. So what happens if God doesn't perform a miracle? The priest will say, no problem. God can heal you in a process. Do you know the ten lepers? As long as you go, God will heal you. And they invented medicine, like going to a doctor, using pills was not a contradiction to the healing. So either God healed you immediately or to a process. So are you with me? So what if both are not working? Ooh. They built a second house. They said, we don't know why God is not performing a miracle. But we take care for you. And with love and dignity, we will lead you and guide you, listen, into heaven. And in heaven, God heals you forever. If you don't have hair right now, I see a lot of people. There is a healing waiting for you in heaven. Right? So that God heals always. If you have crossed legs, boom, shakala, straight again. And they were saying, we don't know, but God heals you either immediately or a process. If need is working, God heals you in heaven forever. That means we have a healing, working God on our side. He is always, 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 always. So that changed my perspective about the topic of healing. My message, God heals all ways, either pronto, subito, fast. And now, praise the Lord, it can be a process, hallelujah. If not, you're healed in heaven forever. And that's the power of healing. So some people, they will say, Pastor Leo, I don't get it. So this is the water stands for the word of God. The word of God is like water. The living word of God is like water. This is your life. Maybe your family has fallen in 1,000 pieces. Or maybe your health is not good anymore. So now you're coming to the church with everything is broken and falling apart. Now you bring your story into the living word of God. And what happens if you are disappointed... It doesn't mix. You see this? It doesn't mix. 
you can pray, you can pass like, God like this, pray like this. Jesus loves you. So you can stir as much as you want. Disbelief, dear people, will not create a miracle. Either you stuck bottom, and when you're leaving the church or online, you're going home, check out what happens. It turns into sand again. That's why a lot of people, they come in with disbelief. It doesn't mix anymore, and you walk home, and you stay the same. Disbelief will never perform a miracle. In Hebrew chapter 4, verse 2, the Bible says, For us unto us the gospel preached as well as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. You need faith, and that means when you are disappointed, lay it down. Don't build your life on your journey, what happens in your theology. You have a healing God who heals Always, 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 and always. The second sisters in that story is Martha, preventive faith. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. A lot of people, they really believe if I live a holy lifestyle, not thinking bad thoughts, not saying anything wrong, not doing saying anything stupid, I'm really holy, I read the Bible five hours a day, not doing anything wrong, nothing wrong will happen to me. Hey, listen to me. The Bible says we should live a holy lifestyle. But even though if you're living a holy lifestyle, you cannot protect everything in your life. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. Means the Lord leads me to the water I can eat, but also to the valley of death. And the valley of death is not a test, dear friends. It's the only way to the next level. And sometimes I go into things, I don't get it, I don't understand, but I have to say the Lord is my shepherd. I want to have a question. Has someone here a sheep at home? Hands up, a sheep, a sheep, a sheep. No one. Oh my gosh. Flip. So I'm a farmer boy. I want to give you a little bit of background. Are you ready? When you hear, I'm, I'm a sheep, people say, oh, I love it. It's so coarse. It's so nice. The wool and meh, 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 meh. So listen to me. A sheep is super blind. Jesus saying to you, my sheep, you are so blind. That's okay. The second thing is sheep, it's stupid. <laughs> Jesus saying, you are so blind and stupid. And you say, yeah, I'm a sheep. But it means a sheep has super sensitive ears. So whenever you're going to the valley of death, I don't see it. I don't understand, but I can hear the Lord is never leaving me or forsaking me. He is with me, by me, 
and he knows the way. And do you know a shepherd, before you lead a flock to the valley of death, a shepherd walks five times back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, until the shepherd knows it works out. He will ask you, do you want to join me? That's why the shepherd is not nervous. He walked five times back and forth. He knows every single step. That means I trust in the Lord. He is my shepherd. And I'm just meh, a sheep. Amen. The third lady in that story is Mary. She had the resurrection faith. And check out what she said. But I know that even now. What is you even now? Even now my family is not doing good. Even now my health is not doing good. Even now my job is not good. Even now I think let's make America strong again. Even now, whatever is the even now, she said, I will give you whatever you ask. The Bible says, even though, even though, even though, what is your even though? Even though, even though God takes it and performs a miracle. I want to ask you a question. What is your Lazarus? What is your Lazarus? What is your dream? Maybe your dream falls apart in 1,000 pieces. Maybe your family, it's not here anymore. A relationship fall apart. You went to a doctor and the doctor said, I don't have good news. And faith doesn't mean I deny the facts. Sometimes people go to a doctor and the doctor say, your leg is broken. I said, no, I don't receive it. It still works. The doctor said, what's wrong with you? I mean, you say, I'm a believer. He said, no, you're not a believer. You're a dreamer. God takes effect. It's a fact that your family is falling apart. It's a fact that you're sick. That's facts. Faith means God takes facts, turns into miracles. Because if a miracle working God on our side... Whatever is your Lazarus, God can speak one word out of the blue. What is impossible becomes possible. So I want to tell you a very encouraging story just to share with you guys. God can do one performance and your Lazarus becomes alive. Here is a Swiss story. Usually I bring American story, but now Americans, there are also Swiss stories. He is a very young guy on the screen. He had a dream to be a filmmaker for Jesus. So every Wednesday, every Saturday, every Sunday, he was creating films for Jesus. And this one said, I want to be a film filmmaker for Jesus. When he was 18 years old, in a conference in our church, God spoke to him and said, lay down your career. Do you know God has a love language? It's obedience. Obedience means it sucks. <laughs> obedience means I don't like it. That's obedience. So God asked him to become a kid's pastor. Here's a picture. He said, 
I don't like to be a kid's pastor. I don't like kids. Kids are noisy, they stink, they're loud. I'm 18 years old, I don't like it. But obedience means obedience. And after four years, he said to me, Pastor Leo, my Lazarus is dead. My whole entire career, it's gone. I want to do films for Jesus. And I remind him about the story of Lazarus. He said, you know, Lazarus was dead for four days. Four days means impossible. You buried them. It's over. He said, no, I know that story. But I still don't like the story. I said, which part you don't like? The waiting part. The waiting part means you don't know how long you have to wait. Waiting means I trust, I lean, and I don't give up. So do you know how God rose his Lazarus? Around three years ago, COVID hit the world. It was March 2020. Not one child was coming to the church. There was a lockdown. You remember like, like a prison. We locked people. And he said, God, we have a problem. How do you want to build your church without filming? So he took the camera, started filming for the kids for Germany, for Austria, for Switzerland. Not one church was ready in the COVID season to do clips for kids around the world. So here is one of the first clips he did in the COVID season. And the Bible says, don't despise the small beginnings. So here is a praise report. So come on. So <laughs> out of the blue, out of the blue becomes a filmmaker for Jesus for kids. And God rolls his lattice in one moment out of the blue. God can do the same thing in your life. Come on, God can do the same thing in your life. What is impossible becomes possible. Do you know who is that guy? Our oldest son. He said to me, Daddy, how long have to wait? I said, I don't know. I'm like a sheep. I'm blind, I'm stupid, but I know that God is my shepherd. And I know that God still is good. And now he's a filmmaker for the German-speaking world. And he does clips and thousands and thousands and thousands of kids around Germany are blessed because he's obedience. So in closing of the message... 
So now comes Jesus on the plan. It's the fighting faith. The fighting faith means Jesus called in a loud voice. A loud voice means loud. A loud voice means loud. A loud voice means God, I don't receive. I don't expect it. God, I will not move until I see the breakthrough, the miracles. God, I will not move away. I want to see. I want to see. And I will see. Come out. The dead man came out. His hands and feet were wrapped with stripes of linen and clothes around his face. A fighting faith is the opposite of Job. Do you know Job in the Bible? He says, God gave and he took it away. And God belongs all the praise. We are very familiar with that kind of a prayer, right? But a lot of people, they don't understand the fighting faith means God, you have a problem. I'm not agree. And I want to see that you're moving your arms and hands. Do you know Moses in the, in, the, in the Bible, God said to Moses, lead the people of God out of Egypt. And Moses said, I'm not a good speaker. I'm not a good leader. He gave five reasons and God convicts Moses to be the leader. And after a while, God was saying in the desert, I want to delete Two million of people. Do you know the delete button by computer? God said, I want to push that button. Moses could say, do it. Do it. I don't like you people either. I never said yes to the job. You convinced me. I had five reasons. You convinced me. God deleted. And I'm so ready for a new job. Do you know what Moses said? God, you have a problem. I'm your closest friend. And if you want to delete your people, start first with me. And God said, I didn't saw this coming. And God changed his mind because of one prayer. Too many people, you just accept your situation. No, fight for it. Fight for your family, fight for your nations, fight for your church, fight for Lakelands, fight for your friends, fight for your kids, fight for Nelson, fight the fighting with a loud voice. God, you have a problem. I'm your closest friend. Here is the living word of God. It's like water. And here are your challenges like sugar, 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 you know, very well in America. So sugar, huh? Right? All over the world. So now you pour out, you pour in your problems into the living word of God. So check out what happens. If you do this and you start to stir, you will say, God, it doesn't mix. You stir and stir and stir, and it doesn't mix. And a lot of people, you're starting very well in a loud voice, but it doesn't mix. And you give up. Too many people right now, you have given up too fast. Don't stop stirring. Stirring. Praying. Believing. 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 And after a while... 
Do you know the word after a while means after a while? After a while, you see a miracle takes place and you cannot separate the sugar and the water, it has dissolved. Don't give up fighting. Don't give up believing. Do you know the widow? She knocked like, knock, 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 knock. Oh, nobody is here. She moved away. No, she knocked and 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 knocked. Who is here? I knock and knock and knock and knock and knock and knock and knock until I see a breakthrough. So I want to close with a story to explain you why fighting faith is important. You can read in 2 Kings chapter 20, verse 1 and 2. Now comes a prophet to a king. Put your house in order because you're going to die. You will not recover. So here is a dot. God is saying you can stir, you can pray. There is a dot. No recovery, right? Are you agree? It's very important. No recovery. Ezekiel turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. Verse 3, remember, Lord, how I have walked before you faithfully and with wholehearted devotion have done what is good in your eyes. And Ezekiel wept bitterly. A relationship with God, it's not a monologue, it's always a dialogue. If I win, God wins. If God wins, I win too. It's a relationship. A relationship means we fight together. He said, God, I don't get it. How often you were in need and I helped you out and sometimes I was in need and you helped me out. He said, God, you cannot do this. This is a fighting space. He could say, okay, the God, God gave my life. Like Job. And he took it away. Praise the Lord. Now check out the next verse. In verse 5 to 6. I have heard your prayers and seen your tears. I will heal you. Two verses before. Dot. No recovery. God changed his mind. On the third day from now on, you will go up to the temple of the Lord. I will add 15 years to you. This is even more than face lifting and Botox. <laughs> For every young, fresh and always cash. God changed his mind. So I want to close this message with a prayer. What is your Lazarus? Where have you given up in your life? And say, God... It's 15 years ago. It's 30 years ago. Maybe your last verse has to become alive again. Can you stand up for a moment and also the online? And Father God, you see my Lazarus. I lay down everything for you. All those areas which I have been disappointed. And you see all the ways I don't get it, I don't understand. 
and all my feelings of doubting, of struggling, and how many times I've given up because I have no power and energy to wait any longer. And when I hear this story about Lazarus, I see myself in that story. Being like the sisters, I ask you for help. Like Martha, I could prevent my life. But I want to be like Mary. Even though it looks impossible. With a humble heart, I come to you, Jesus. You're my Rafa, Yere Rafa, my God, the healer. In respect and honor, can you speak right now a life-changing word to my Lazarus? A word over my family? A healing word over my health? A healing word over my finances? A healing word over my job? Over my calling? Lazarus, come alive in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's be quiet for a moment. I want to ask you, I want to challenge you wherever you are. Can you ask Jesus specifically to raise your Lazarus? It can be also more than one thing, but he hears you. He recognizes you. And he's a God of signs and miracles. And speak of your life, Lazarus, come alive. I command it in the name of the beautiful, sweet name of Jesus Christ, the name who is above all the names, the names who is higher, the God who is almighty, all-known, and all-present. I pray over your life that you the signs and miracles, you will see it. And there's a breakthrough coming. And the base days are not behind you, they're always in front of you. God turns every mess into a message, every test into a testimony, every stumbling stone into a stepping stone. Because Jesus Christ, you shepherd, he knows the way and is the truth and also your life. I speak to Lazarus, come alive. In the name of Jesus Christ.
and response, let's give God in faith a big shout of an applause. We believe that the miracle takes place right now in your life. Let's give God a big shout of applause. Come on, church! hope this message encouraged you. If you're looking for more encouraging messages, go ahead, check out our website at freelifechapel.org. Until then, we hope to see you soon.